the brand new female patron saint of Ireland and now to be an annual bank holiday. So who is this Bridget? Well earlier I spoke to Maria Byrne from Kilmore and she told me a little bit about who Saint Bridget is. Um, I'd be delighted to share a little bit of my knowledge. I'm not putting myself forward as an authority on it, but I'll share the, the few things that I know. Um, I suppose when people talk about Bridget, and I've heard this discourse happening now that we're announcing this bank holiday, about a Celtic Bridget, um, a daughter of one of the Celtic gods um, associated with fertility. But the Bridget I want to talk about is, is a different woman. Um, she was a, a woman, though, of her time. Um, her mother was a slave and was a Christian and she was sold to a nobleman who was a pagan and Bridget was born of that relationship and so in a sense Bridget had straddled a little bit of that Celtic Ireland but also the story of Christianity as it come to Ireland. What we're told about her um, was that she was always an independent young woman Perhaps maybe it was a sickly child. There's suggestions that she spent a lot of time at home um, with her mother, very close to nature, out in nature and looking after animals. But even as a young woman, she was incredibly independent and she had a very strong sense of the needs of other people. So she was put out when she saw people without enough to eat without enough clothes and things like that. And the stories around her was that she gave away milk from the dairy to the, some people in need. She gave away clothes from her home to people in need. And that um, caused some stress and tension in her home. Her father seemingly wasn't too pleased about it, particularly when the story went that she gave, he, she gave away his fantastic sword to a beggar man. Um, he had seemingly had ideas for her that he'd like to marry her off to uh, um, a man of good repute, which would have been traditional around at that time. But Bridget had other ideas about herself and she had a profound sense of God and that she wanted to join a monastery, that she wanted to live a religious life, to take the veil, as it was said in that time. And she stayed determined to that and that she did. She founded a monastic settlement um, and to this day, the remains of it are walled off in Kildare to honour and, I suppose, acknowledge that great achievement. And what was striking about it was it was unusual at the time to have a monastic settlement for both men and for women. But she did that. What are the stories associated with her? That absolute sense of God being everywhere, God being close. She had that. She had a sense, a deep sense of justice was uh wanted to very much deal with ideas of poverty and difficulty with people. She's known as a very wise woman going around. She didn't just stay quietly praying away in a monastery. She actually went out among the people. She was known for her wisdom, known for her counselling. She was known for her healing. So, for example, if you take one of the mo the best known stories about her, which to do with her cross, the St. Bridget's cross, she was tending to a chieftain who was dying who wasn't Christian. And as she sat by him, as at that time, as you would know, rushes were put on the floors um, for women giving birth, for animals giving birth, so that they would have been handy and around um, and on people's floors and then there would be change for hygiene purposes. The rushes were on the floor and she started to pick them up and was weaving them. And he asked her, what are you doing? And she was making a cross with the rushes. And she, that was her opportunity to talk to him about the Christian story. He said, tell me more about this Jesus, this cross. And the story went that by the end of the time when she'd made the cross, he asked to be baptised. Now we have a tradition of 
gathering rushes from the field, making crosses. And you know, uh, to those of your older listeners would know, many people put cro- uh, St. Bridget's crosses, not just in their homes, as a sign of asking for God's blessing, but also in their barns to be looking out for their animals because people at that time were so linked to the success of their animals, giving them success, keeping them well, keeping each other well, keeping themselves well. All of that meant a tremendous amount to them. And they saw that God would bring that blessing, that healing, that strength to them. I also asked Maria Byrne from Kilmore if she had any other stories about St. Bridget. The other story, I suppose, is associated with her is how did she come by the land to build her monastery? And the story goes that there was a kind of a, a chieftain, a landowner, and she was looking for land and he was being kind of smart with her, saying, I'll give you as much land as your cloak covers, knowing that that would cover very little ground. But that the story went, her cloak flowed and flowed and he had to give her an awful lot of land. How true or not is that story? What I read into that is her determination, her absolute commitment, and therefore she ended up with this land and she was able to build her monastery. So she's a woman of another time, but I think she's something very important to say to us. She she was a woman of great faith. And the thing that strikes you when you read about St. Bridget and the people of her time, St. Patrick as well. And let's remember, Bridget is the patroness of Ireland. Somehow she was always a little bit in the shadows. And if you think about how we deal with and treat St. Patrick, and now maybe she, because of the fact that we have a day dedicated to her, she may come more into the light, into central. Is this idea that they didn't see God as distant? So many people talk about the transcendence of God, but Bridget and that community of people were all about the imminence of God. God was in everything. God was, as Kavanagh said, in the bits and pieces of every day. So they never saw that anything that they did separated them from God, that God was in everything. So if you look at the ancient prayers and the blessings, for example, they wanted God to bless us in our waking, in our sleeping, in our going out, in our coming back. Every moment of life was about God's blessing on them. And I think that's one of the key things that when we look at St. Bridget and we're going to celebrate that day, that maybe we could take on board and see how does that speak to us? How do we see the fact that God, the sacrament of our lives, someone said that God comes to us disguised as our own life. I think Bridget knew that and the people that of her time knew that, that in the, their life, they discovered God, God's wonder, God's gift and God's joy. I suppose the other thing that would strike me is, is the fact that we in Ireland celebrate the beginning of spring as the 1st of February. Now, I think the meteorological office would pull me up on that and say, no, it isn't. But I think the wise Irish people know perhaps that it is. And if you notice, and I'm sure your listeners have these mornings, if you're out early, have you noticed the increase in the bird song? Have you noticed the beautiful skyline? We feel the earth turning back towards the sun. And it's as if nature is saying to us, life is stronger than death. Now that's at the heart, that's what Christianity is built on, that the tomb could not hold Christ, that death is not the end, that life is eternal. And Bridget and the people of that generation knew that and they celebrated that. And so I think celebrating her on the first day of spring, I think it's a glorious opportunity for us to to rediscover, I suppose, um, the wonder of God and the wonder of our own life. Someone else once wrote a phrase, and I love it, it's that it is always springtime in the heart of God. 
what, what a wonderful opportunity it is for us to rediscover that. I also put it to Maria Byrne that Bridget was a person before her time and asked her what she might say to the people of Ireland in a post-pandemic era as we move to celebrating her life with a brand new bank holiday on the first Monday of February. Um, I suppose I wouldn't be so presumptuous to know what a saint might know, Joe. But what I, I suppose I take from it, from my own sense of it is, is A, about the wonder of our life, the gift of our life, how precious life is. I suppose those of you um, listening and us here in the studio, Joe, linked, is that uh, many of us have experienced the loss of loved ones during the pandemic. And we saw how hard that was, how difficult it was to let go of our loved ones anyway. Anyway, but to do so without the rituals and many of the, the gatherings and of the support of people, um, I think it was even more difficult for people. So you can see how how we have come to understand how precious life is and wanting to celebrate it. I also think maybe she would tell us about determination because she didn't get to do all the things she did without belief and trust and determination. And I think that's one of the key things that we have to be a people of hope. And if the Christian story and Christ's message to us is anything, it's about hope. And if we don't have that, we haven't fully understand what the power of the gospel, quite frankly, is about. So she would very much talk about that. Who are we to be afraid to 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 trust, to believe, to 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 know that that all shall be well and all manner of things shall be well, as another famous saint has said. I think she would also maybe when I've talked about the fact about the monastery and the men and the women, she would talk about how we celebrate our unique gifts, our differences and how we complement one another. It isn't who is better, who is more powerful who's in it's not in any of that it's about differences and celebrating that differences and the richness that comes for all of us through those differences that's some of the thoughts i'd have on it when I spoke to Maria Byrne from Kilmore earlier about St. Bridget, I also asked her if she was aware of any traditions that were associated with uh, St. Bridget this is one that she told me and one of them was, maybe they might know about the Brough Bridge. And that was the idea that you put out cloths on the eve of St. Bridget's Day. And it was this sense that her spirit covered or crossed over the land. You And then you took back in those cloths on St. Bridget's Day. And what the people used to do with them is they were healing. So if someone was ill, had a fever, it was tied around them to heal them. But they were also used for their animals as well. Um, healing sick animals and bringing back strength and healing to everybody. And in some parts of the country people continue to do that I suppose another tradition it's one for in various parishes and I'm sure your listeners will think about holy wells that many people would go to a well um, and many wells are dedicated to St Bridget and again here's our link between the Christian times and the Celtic times because as you know the people of the Celtic world saw that the gap between the other world and this world was was you could pass backwards and forwards even during your lifetime and one of the key things there was festivals for that but wells were also important that they gathered around the well and that the well because of going into the earth was giving you a passageway into the other world now many people gathered on, on St. Bridget's Day at Wells. And you might say, well, was that pagan? But it's not, because if you think at the Christian message, Christ began his public ministry with his baptism in the River Jordan. And if you read the Gospels, we talk about giving a drink that will cure all thirst, that you will never thirst again. 
If you look at Christ's encounter with the woman at the well, for example, which seems so fitting when we're talking about St. Bridget, that water is a powerful, powerful symbol um, in Christianity. And so I think there's a rightness, a correctness about maybe people still gathering at wells associated with Bridget. That was Maria Byrne from Kilmore giving me her thoughts around St. Bridget, this very strong woman that transcends the area from pre-Christian times to Christianity. And I thank Maria for her time on Ross FM on this Friday evening as we head into the brand new bank holiday weekend that celebrates St. Bridget's Day. I hope you're all enjoying your Friday evening and thank you for spending it with us. And finally, I asked Maria Byrne if there was a song or a piece of music that for her encapsulated the message of St. Bridget. Yes, there is actually, Joan, now that you mention it to me and many of your listeners again might be familiar with it. It's a piece crafted by Sean Davey and uh, it's associated with the singer Rita Connolly um, known as the dearest cry but people might know the first phrase of it, I arise today and the song absolutely captures maybe some of the things that I was hinting about that of this sense that God is in everything and that God guides us and is with us at all times. And maybe just at the end, I want to thank you for inviting me to speak and the blessings of St. Bridget on all your listeners and on all those that we each carry in our hearts.